to the Coffee with Your Therapist podcast, the podcast where we talk with people in the therapy field about their careers, their work, and the music they like, all in 20 minutes. This episode, we talked to Lawrence Shabiro, president of Between Sessions, who is based in Miami. Lawrence talks about his journey from being a child psychologist to developing his ideas of making games and psychological workbooks available to therapists for them to work with their clients literally between sessions. The materials are all evidence-based, but also practical, and are highly focused on the specific areas that the client requires help on. They encourage the client to develop their own agency to address their own needs. To end the podcast, we talk about music, and we play out on one of Lawrence's favourite songs. Lawrence is a great guest, and he talks about his work clearly and with passion. I certainly enjoyed talking with him. The website for Lawrence is betweensessions.com. The podcast is sponsored by MindGuard. We are bringing artificial intelligence behavior monitoring to help therapists and their clients with solutions that focus on pre-therapy, in-therapy. Our software reduces the workload on therapists and aids the client to develop a better understanding of their mental health and well-being. Check out mindguard.com and enjoy the podcast. Okay, so I'm talking to Dr. Lauren Shapiro, who's in hot and humid Miami. Uh, thanks for coming on the podcast, Lawrence. My pleasure. Right, so you you're in a very interesting area of uh, therapy. You 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 focus on between sessions. Maybe you could explain that to the audience. Uh, yeah, of course. Well, my uh, I've been working. Uh, on practical ways to extend therapy for you know many many years like 40 years uh i started off uh creating psychological games back in the 80s and uh i was a child psychologist and a play therapist and uh what we found and many play therapists knows this is that if you just play with a child or talk to a child you don't get much information uh with psychological games they pick a card, they answer the card, no matter what the card is, things mm-hmm. that are very personal uh, or, you know, even, you know, maybe a secret for the child. If if they if it's part of the game, they'll answer the card. So they'll talk about things that you would never be able to talk about. Uh, so from that experience, you know, I, I, I learned that there are better ways uh, to do psychotherapy, to relate to a client, to get them to open up. Uh, to teach them something new. You know, in those days, we had games on anger management, on mm-hmm. self-esteem, uh, dealing with divorce, very skill-oriented. Uh, so I think, uh, and when we had a lot of games. We had like 100 different therapeutic wow. games. Wow. And, uh, and what we found is that they were very popular, very successful, because it, it, not, it not only got to be better therapy, but of course, therapists like open the box. You're doing therapy. Mm. Uh, at the same time, we also said, "Well, how can we get this to the? the it's a board game or a card game. You know, why does the families play it? Why do the parents play it? Uh, the teachers play it? Uh, and we never made that leap uh, because, in fact, I even had a store in Philadelphia here in the U.S. and we sold." what I call psychological toys. Mm. Uh, nobody came in. Uh, we called, <laughs> uh, 
educational toys. I mean, three people came in, and and and, and I'll never forget. I had we had a game called the self esteem game, and I and I a woman came in and, and identified herself as a psychologist, mm. and she was asking about the self esteem game for her daughter, and I was saying, well, you know, she explained the problem, and I said this could be very helpful, and she said, well, do I have to play it with her? And I said, yeah, it's a game. You know, games yeah, are played yeah. more than one person. And she said, Oh, you know, and she was a psychologist. She said, I don't really think so. I don't I don't really know if that's a good idea. So that's the kind of reaction we got over and over again is that psychotherapy belongs in the psychotherapist's office. I don't happen to believe that. Yeah, that's that very interesting. Something that we're we've I've dealt with my whole career. Uh and, and, and that, that brought you to where you are today. So I mean once what you developed the idea even further, right? So, yeah. So the, the the next iteration I had in terms of my I'm kind of a serial entrepreneur, I suppose, <laughs> as well as a psychologist, or maybe that means I need a psychologist. But anyway, uh, then I started working on workbooks, and and uh, uh, because games were expensive, and and I said, well, books are great. You know, you can read a book, but what about if you work in the book? And then I created a company called Instant Help Books. Uh, and then we, uh, this is before uh, Amazon or Kindle or e-readers or whatever. And we just made books so that they could be easy, PDF books. Mm -hmm. They could be easily downloaded and then give the worksheet uh, uh, to to the client or the, uh, or the adult, the child, the teen, whoever it was. So that brought me to what I'm doing now. Okay. Uh, you know, after doing that for many, many years, selling that company and there's a, again dozens and dozens of books workbooks uh i said well that's still you know hard for therapists hard because you've got to buy a book for each client or they have to buy a book and they, they don't want to buy a book so i said well maybe if there was a library of homework work worksheets workbooks worksheets uh that a therapist just type in depression and there's you know 20 worksheets on depression so that's what we built this mm. is about seven years ago uh and of course we did worksheets for uh adults and couples and kids and teens and the more we did it the more popular it got and 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 that's when we started getting uh the feedback not just from the therapists but from their clients that this is extremely helpful of course we looked at the research uh much of which was done in whatever reason in australia new zealand uh, about using psychological assignments. Mm -hmm. And we know that it it makes people get better. It makes sense. You know, most of therapy these days are, is CBT, some variation of cognitive mm -hmm. behavioral therapy, which is skill-based. Well, if it's a skill, you've got to learn it. If you learn it, you've got to practice it. Uh, so it only makes sense that, you know, it's not the way Freud did it. It's not the way Carl Rogers did it. Uh, it's focused, you know, you could learn a, a toolbox, if you will. Mm -hmm. And most therapists use that some form of CBT or some other uh, skill-based therapy. Yeah. So we provide the tools to teach those skills. And, and why does it work? Is there, is there a chance for reflection or is it that the the form, if any other, whatever, whatever it is, that you're sort of not being judged at that moment, you... You sort of maybe are more honest with yourself. Well, do you know why this works? 
Well, it, it, it's, it, I think it works because it's practical. So let's take a problem like uh, loneliness, which is, you know, big problem all over the world, certainly in the, in, in uh, Europe and, and, and here in uh, the U.S. Uh, and, and you can talk about being lonely. You can, t- you can think about being lonely. But the only thing that makes a difference is if you do something about being lonely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what the worksheet does is it'll ask you very specific questions. Put down 10 people you can talk to today. Mm. Uh, and then put down what, what conversations you want to talk about. And then a chart which lets you record the people that you talk to and, and, and how you felt. So it simply makes it a, you know, the concept, which is basically reaching out to others, nothing particularly mm-hmm. uh, sophisticated about it, but it gives you the steps to do it. So it's, you know, the therapy, you know, what, you know, going all the way back to Freud was about making the unconscious conscious about self-reflection, about communication and all those things are, perfectly fine mm-hmm. uh but now we say if you have a, a impulse control problem here's 20 skills you can learn to deal with your impulse control right. or uh if you have a uh, anxiety which of course as you know the biggest three things we deal with are uh depression anxiety and trauma uh and i say we i mean yeah. That's what we get from all our, uh, we have a membership site. So all of our members ask for those kinds of tools. And again, they're very specific ways to treat all the different kinds of anxiety or all the different kinds of depression, the kinds of trauma. Uh, and and you think of it from a therapist's point of view, and, and they, they say, well, you know, here's this person, uh, that you know, they're they've got social anxiety. They don't want to. It's a problem at work. It's a problem at, in their relationships. Uh, how do you get them to overcome it in the fastest way possible? It's not about talking about it. It's about learning. In that particular circumstances, it would be about uh, making a, a what we call a hierarchy mm-hmm. of tasks. What's the first the thing to the last thing you need to do, and facing that anxiety learning to cope with the anxiety rather than run away from it. And then at the end of the six weeks, 10 weeks, whatever, you've done what you have been avoiding. And and, sure. and for anxiety, that's the only way to treat it. You've got to, you can't, talking about it doesn't help, thinking about it doesn't help, facing the anxiety in real behavioral terms, that's what helps. So all of our worksheets are some manifestation of practical tools, which people you know can fill out Make a plan, do something, and then of course it's it's homework in that or an, an assignment. So they, if they could do it by themselves, they do it by themselves. <laughs> we know that there are plenty of self help books that tell you yeah. uh, what you can do, but but we still have all these problems. So uh, that's where the therapist comes in. They, they the therapist comes in in terms of motivation, mm-hmm. in terms of feedback, uh, in terms of commitment, because the you know the Again, people want to change, but they have a difficult time. Mm-hmm. So the therapist helps them make that commitment. Uh, and, of course, support, because at the end of the day, it's not easy. If it were easy, again, they would do it. Uh, so so the therapist uh, gives them all the support they need, um, but not too much support. You know, too much support, we still want people to, and that, again, that's where homework comes in. Ultimately, you're going to be in therapy forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got to learn to do this by yourself. And you've got to do whatever you need uh, 
to, to make this happen. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, and yet, uh, as, as, as important as it is, again, particularly the, given the fact that so many therapies are skill-based, relatively few therapists assign homework in a systematic way. Uh, and that's kind of our yeah, mission. Is yeah. It's really, the way you explain it, it sounds like it, we've been doing it wrong for so long. Not that I'm an expert, uh, Lawrence, but uh, I just, you, it's sort of obvious when you spell it out that way. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, you know, I think the downside is, and this is a serious downside, is it's more work for the therapist. Mm. And and they're already stretched to the limit. You know, they're, uh, it's just hard, it's hard work. So now they've got to spend an extra half an hour per client thinking about what assignments do I give them when the assignment comes back, you know, looking at it and digesting it. Uh, so we, you know, that's, that is probably the main thing is that we, and that's one thing we think about all the time. How can we make it easier for therapists to find what, what they need, uh, to understand what the client is saying or what they're not saying, and then to keep that therapeutic process going. And, uh, and one of the things we're looking at is artificial intelligence. You know, that's something, Mm. you know, we hear about every single day, uh, and uh, we're developing some AI tools that we hope will make that easier, such that uh, most therapists, uh, you know, have to do progress notes of some sort, which would include, obviously, reviewing the homework. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what we're looking at is is uploading a session into an AI tool, as well as the homework. The AI tool then summarizes very good. the progress notes. So, so it's really uh, it's obviously an area we're very interested in at longer. So, Lawrence, how do people contact you? As um, what's the normal process if a therapist is interested? How do they contact you? Yeah, well, my, the, I mean, I answer every email I get, and it's Doctor D R Lawrence Shapiro at gmail.com. So Okay. My, I'll put yeah. that on the show card as well for people. And, and, and then, of course, the, the website is betweensessions.com. That's what we do. Uh, and if you go on that site, there's an email. There's even a phone number. We actually answer the phone. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, Yeah, so, so, so the website is? Betweensessions.com. Uh, yeah, okay. That's, that's great, Lawrence. Thanks. Now, I understand you're taking a trip over this side of the pond um, uh, later this week, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh um I'm looking forward to it. Uh yeah, we're we we are a membership site between sessions and we have members uh all over the world, uh including uh Ireland and, and uh England and Australia and Canada and non-English speaking countries as as well. Uh so uh you know, I feel part of the thing besides the fact that I just want to go to Ireland and see your lovely city and lovely country. Uh, um, but we need to understand, uh, you know, what you people are going through. And we talked about that before in terms of the, you know, there's a mental health crisis all over the world. There's no mm-hmm. question about it. And, and uh, more people identifying themselves as having mental health problems and fewer therapists uh, available to to deal with those problems. So we feel if as we develop new softwares, as we develop new products, uh, we need to find out what what the need is. 
uh, and and uh, it's it's very complex problem, uh, but for better or worse, we have technology which we hope uh, can make a difference, and 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 we hope that therapists can embrace technology. By and large, mental health people have not been fast to embrace technology. Uh, oddly enough, the pandemic kind of changed, shifted it because. Uh, so very few people did telehealth before the pandemic. Pandemic comes along, everybody's doing telehealth. And now, at least here in the U.S., we have, I would say, almost 80% of people, 90% of therapists are still doing some form of telehealth. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's usually a hybrid, uh, but it's here to stay. And if you're on the computer, uh, you know, we feel then uh, there, there are ways to use the computer uh, to help your client. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, look, that, that's really fascinating. Um, so t- people c- can contact you, and um, we'll hopefully, uh, our, our guys and yourself, hopefully we get together for a cup of coffee sometime when you're here. We look forward to that. Thanks very much. Right. The the um, one, So at this podcast, the guest gets to nominate the playout song. This is usually sometimes a crisis. I hope it won't be a crisis for you, Lawrence. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> do you like, what sort of music do you like? I kind of all music. You know, I like um, blues, I think, of, of everything. I love the blues. Uh, maybe that's a psychological, <laughs> something about my psychology, but uh, I don't think there's much I dislike. But if, if you've ever been down to New Orleans uh, here in, in, in the U.S., uh, it's just a, it's just a lot of blues. I like gospel music, uh, that kind of soulful music. Uh, uh, that's That's great stuff. And is there any song you'd like to play out on on the podcast? Gosh, uh, well, you know, uh, I'll have to think about that because I love Ed Sheeran. I know he's got a new album, <laughs> and, uh, but I'm not sure whether you can do that so easily. <laughs> I can do anything. But uh, is there any blues song you like? Any blues artist you like? Gosh, I, you know, that's a great question. Uh, you know, anything bluesy. Uh, B.B. King, I can't think of anything particular. You know, I always like this, but it's a great question. Nobody ever asked me that question before. <laughs> kind of a personal theme song. I like that idea. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's actually quite difficult because like, probably like yeah. me, you probably have a hundred songs you like. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. It's easy. Okay, well, look, thanks for being on the podcast, Lawrence. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, and I hope to see you soon.
You raise me.